Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to episode number eight of Tactical Crouch, coming at you from sunny California, actually, which is uh, pretty exciting overall. All the way moved now, times should be going back to normal. Uh, studio 8. Joe, Yiska, this is my eighth iteration on my studio since about four years ago. I change it like every six months, like majorly. I have a, I have a problem. Got one studio for each episode of Tactical Crouch. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it started out. It's it's weird. It started out like in my bedroom, one computer, my first like semi nice microphone. Now I have a desk with a motor in it. Motor desk. Up in the world. We need to come up with a name for this bad boy. Motor desk. Are you going to name your desk? Yeah. Name it like Henry. How about Henry Sasha. The motor desk. I'm going to name so, I'm going to name sure. her Sasha. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a girl. I don't know. Didn't know, you know, <laughs> desks. Uh, I didn't know. Yiska doesn't like it when you make fun of his name. I mean, it deserves to be made fun of. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got we've got a a, a, a a practical crouch show for you. Just it's practical, practical, practical with good stuff. But before we get started. Um, you can find the show anywhere you can download a podcast, like iTunes, Google, Spotify, as well as places like YouTube. Just search for Tactical Crouch or Overwatch League Daily. You can find them both there. Next week, uh, we're going to have a show either on Tuesday or on Wednesday. I'm going to be out of town visiting the in-laws for the first time as a married couple. Um, I have Pokemon on my Switch, so I should be able to stay busy. You got to tell me how that goes. It could be that rough. game looks really cool. It so far has been really fun. I haven't even gotten to like uh, the first gym in Viridian City yet. So Viridian uh, City, Viridian oh. City. I think that's the first one. This that's is an Overwatch podcast. Right? I don't remember. We can, don't, you guys want to do a Pokemon podcast? We could do one. No. Yeah, because we don't even know the name of the first city for that. It would not be. No. Katie, Katie, my wife and I want to do a podcast called John and Katie Ruin Everything, where it's yeah. just about uh, topics that we know enough about to talk about, but not enough to like discuss deeply, like Overwatch. Um, and then <laughs> you just talk. I think you, the dynamic between the two is like really, really funny. And like, grabbing, yeah, we'll grab like three. We'll be like three or four drinks in when we do it and everything, and it'll just be. It's gonna be there really fun. So that's that's next on the list of shows and things um yeah anyways gerald would be a good name for the best name for that's not bad actually that's gerald sasha what are there some we need to make a straw poll all right yeah we'll do that later we'll have it you vote in the youtube comments next week there you go um rather than being a bunch of jerks uh let's (laughs) let's talk we've got we've got a lot of topics so today and the first one uh Yiska is kind of the, the is orator the right word? What's the word for like you've kind of constructed it on your own? Orator isn't really it. Orator means that you spoke it orally. Well, I think everyone has pretty much perceived it in the Overwatch community, what's going on right now. It's sort of dim, uh, dominating, interestingly, both both subreddits. And it's, of course, the... It's it's in an interesting time where once again things are being set second guessed, 
uh, because of Siegel's video, I think it was called State of Overwatch. And with that, it's actually the, the very interesting thing is that it almost feels sort of pre-Overwatch League or even beta times once again. Because back in the day, we didn't really know what Overwatch was going to be, right? It's like we raised this child together and then... You know, she left us for Overwatch League, it, like, you know, went to college or whatever. But now she, you know, she got to find out something more about herself after college life, or, you know, first professional job. And we once again have to, you know, ask ourselves, you know, what's the direction actually? And there's there has been some developments in terms of trying to figure out new rule sets, you know, like the, the especially the stuff that Jane is doing is, I think, great. Um in that regard but uh yeah in in general it was also probably very important just to have a big voice point out that the trajectory that overwatch is taking right now is not a good one uh it's of course off season and of course the trajectory will go up once we get some games to watch especially the highest quality games with overwatch league uh teams and whatever but that's still a couple of months out Right. So, so I, I do have I, I, I do have a question because I want to distinguish something here. Are you saying um, Overwatch, capital O Overwatch, or competitive Overwatch, uh, or both? Do you feel like they're yes. both heavily tied to the health of the game internally is directly tied to the health of the game competitively? Most definitely, yes, because I think in terms of the competition, we don't actually have anything to go off of other than contenders at this point. Right, so the the problem really is that what is your experience with the game right now? If you even play it anymore, um, what's what's the experience watching streams? If you're even watching anymore, and I will say the the metrics are. I've seen, the metrics I've seen, I'm not looking good in that regard, and I'm I'm not sure if that's just the off season blues that we're having. Also with content patches because you know there's blizzcon and of course not a lot of stuff can come out in the weeks before blizzcon um but even ash doesn't feel that exciting at this point to me i'm not hyped for her for instance entering competitive it's just like oh yeah okay yeah i think something is gonna need to change um I think the creator residency where they're bringing, you know, streamers and other creatives out um, to kind of uh, either stay on the campus or just help create content there, I think is really cool. Um, but it's I I don't think it's too late. I just wish this was uh, implemented earlier on. I think this really could have set the community up for a lot of success, specifically in streaming. Um, I think that when it comes to a game, just in general these days, having a strong streaming presence is just a great uh, marketing arm for a lot of these developers. And while Overwatch did kind of kick off with a great presence, there was nothing... There was no reason to kind of come back to it. Um, you know, games ebb and flow. They all do. Every game has gone through it. You know, um, you name a game, it's kind of had its issues and they've survived it or, you know, crash and burn. And I don't think Overwatch is going to be any different. Um, but 
I think Blizzard just needs to be a little bit more proactive and and trying to um, help people who want to help the game. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people that you know really like the game. I uh, think the game's really neat and all that good jazz. And at times, it feels like there's just uh, nothing, nothing out there. Um, we saw with the the kind of diva promotional with like the diva skin like the cola challenge i don't remember exactly what it was called but that was a really cool event that you know brought a lot of people back to a seagull stream we all remember those numbers you know he got like a bajillion subs a minute it was crazy um and that really helped streamers um rationalize you know staying around as much as they can you know it's um something something's got to give and um, you know, the state of the game's a little questionable. While I think that, you know, we could be coming out of it slowly. I, you know, there's there's content questions that I've had since the beginning. You know, how how deep is the game really? You know, if if a lot of people are just queuing up ranked because it's all that they really can play. You know, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Um, you know, there's there's just some things that I think needs to be. Uh, Tweaked, addressed, changed. Also, real talk. I was very surprised we didn't see anything more at BlizzCon. I mm-hmm. think it was not enough. If I think of the recent years of development in for Blizzard, the initial versions of the games weren't always like super amazing. And I think actually in that regard, Overwatch very much overperformed. Oh yeah. Um, there were some problems with Diablo. There were some problems with Heroes of the Storm. But then they came back with, with very big 2.0 patches that actually really helped, at least Diablo, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that made the pl- game actually playable. Uh, they, you know, they went back on some major things that ultimately helped the game. And I thought maybe Overwatch would be some, in for something like this as well. Because this is also, of course, the time is now. Because everyone was waiting for a big announcement at BlizzCon. Because also the amount of content that is being pumped out is not actually... It, it can't be that they are just doing this. The development team has to be doing something at the moment. And even with the replay viewer coming out and with Ash coming out, that is not what that team probably does all day and 100% of their productivity goes through this. So they're probably working on something uh, in the back office or whatever, but mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's just that uh, the, the announcement had to be delayed because it's way too far out. And then also it's so far out that it is a problem with the Overwatch League. But if you think about it, right, a fat 2.0 patch that drops at the end of November would have been so dope in terms of timing for the game, right? Because Overwatch League at this point is still two and a half months out. You can, you know, develop a lot of strategies in that regard um, or, you know, to catch up in all these uh, terms. You could have informed the teams. I I personally expected just much more. And at this point... The trajectory for streaming is down. The trajectory for play rates probably certainly is down. Um, yeah, the metrics aren't looking good. Also, content creators feel it all in general, not just streamers. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have writing staffs being um, let go left and right because the game doesn't 
uh, generates enough traction. So, yeah, I I thought we were going to get more. I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. This is. I will. Yeah, go, go ahead, Joe. No, go ahead. I will say that I think there are multiple stages in which Blizzard can start to um, not. They don't have to announce everything at BlizzCon anymore. We start. We're, mm. we're starting to see them announce things elsewhere. Um, and I don't know exactly why that is. That could be because, you know, more Activision influence. Um, but we're starting to see them unveil a lot of their products elsewhere as well. Um, I believe Gamescom uh, a couple of years ago did the the World of Warcraft expansion reveal. And now with the Overwatch League, we're starting to get more content reveals um on those stages so if there's some sort of big overwatch event that's going to be happening this year um you could see it kind of unveiled during a overwatch league match they can kind of really excite people i think the last event with Blackwatch and retribution uh did really well and it kind of lend itself to the arena and i think it excited a lot of people and that'd be really cool so if they have some sort of uh large overhaul to to kind of show us i you know at the end of the year you know season two grand finals and they roll it out granted it's you know a little bit you know far in the future but yeah there again i'm just kind of presenting you know there there still could be you know to yiska's point i do think that they're probably working on something Things have been kind of slow lately with developer updates, like something's kind of brewing. Um, and, you know, there's there's multiple stages where they can announce things. So um, while it uh, feels feels kind of gloomy out, you know, silver linings, folks, let's uh, remain yeah. hopeful. This is this is also a story of expectations and a company that works on timelines that are not as tied to the fiscal calendars as other game developers are. Uh, for example, I mean, the Diablo team has already said we were hoping to have something to show more to show for Diablo, but it just wasn't ready in time. Right. Mm. So, uh, you know, and this is a type of team that if they if it's not ready, they're not going to do it. They're going to scrap an entire project that they put six years into um, if it's not something that's good. And, and that's something that I've always respected from Blizzard. And, you know, that's something that's always kind of earned the benefit of the doubt from me. Um, yep. I've always hated the the BlizzCon expectation of, oh, it's BlizzCon, therefore I must get one major huge yeah. announcement. Uh, you know, each each game has, you know, a, a point one patch announcement. Basically, it's every other, right? So like World of Warcraft, one year you get kind of a, you know, whatever, a content update, and the next year you get like an expansion. You know, that's kind mm -hmm. of been relatively consistent for a while. Uh, Diablo, not, you know, it's every, every year they show off a new hero, Overwatch, same thing, new hero, new map, maybe a new game type, um, Hearthstone, new expansion or elaborating on a new expansion or game type or event or whatever. Um, and these are all things that, you know, people go in and they go, well, it's BlizzCon. So they all kind of hope that their game is just going to get this major update. I mean, we've heard grumblings of Overwatch 2. Right. We even set ourselves up a little bit for disappointment in that. At the same time, a lot of these games need more than what they got. And I think that that's the key oh, there yeah. is it's not so much that, um, you know, for me, it's not like, oh, we didn't get Overwatch 2 or we didn't get Diablo 4 or we didn't get um, the next World of Warcraft expansion. Uh, therefore, you know, whatever. What a letdown. Like that's that's on us. 
I think. But when you yeah. look at a state of a game and you don't see your major concerns addressed in the form of content or some sort of public message, it, um, it just doesn't feel great. And overwatch is one of those that, um, content creators aren't just leaving because there's not enough views on their content. Uh, they're leaving because it's not as fun. It's also true. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just not as enjoyable to do and they'll take a hit in their content. I mean, you know, it took Tim, the tap man, I mean, three, four, five, six months to get back to his numbers. Now he's obviously thriving. Um, but I've had personal conversations with him about it and he's, you know, kind of, he's like, honestly, I, I really could care less about the numbers about, you know, what my stream is pulling in or whatever. It was just an unhealthy experience for me. Um, as a person and mm -hmm. I, I got to totally respect that. And I hate, I hate playing competitive. Like I, it's just, it's not fun. It's not a good experience. And every change that's made is kind of, I don't want to say anti-competitive, but it's against what I feel like is a good competitive change. You know, well, let's make mm -hmm. private profiles. I'm like, well, if you're going to play competitive, I want to know what you're good at. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want people to be able to go in and defend themselves and, and say, no, you know what? Yep. I played a lot of that. I've played 300 hours of Zarya. I don't really want to play Zarya right now. So I'm going to play something different. And like, I'd rather have that conversation than like, no, now you don't know what I play because it's profile, right? It kind of just like justifies, I think the wrong part of like, well, then why are you in competitive? Um, make competitive competitive. And, um, yeah. So I, I don't know. There's so yeah. there's so much I I, I do want to say on that, um, but I don't know how how deep we want to get in into that discussion. Because I I agree, but I also think that you the game just needs more. You need to mm. give people more things to do, so it isn't mm. just well, I got all my weekly loot boxes, so I'm not playing CTF anymore. So what am I going to do? Go queue up quick play? That nah, doesn't really resemble Overwatch in the way that it's meant to be played. So I'm going to go play mm. ranked and go uh, lock in Torb every game. So, so why? So why though? Do you feel like that is different than like something like let's use Fortnite for example? Mm. Uh, you queue up the regular, you know, Fortnite game, the BR, 100 people, you know, solos, duos, squads, whatever. Sure. Um, but ultimately the same experience over and over and over and over again. And a game like overwatch, um, is a game that is not, um, it's not okay to do that. It's not okay to have, not only do you have, you know, what five or six game game types at a time and a fully mm -hmm. fleshed out, uh, custom game browser and an LFG tool, but you also have, uh, usually quick playing competitive modes and a lot of those. Um, why, why do you feel like that is different? And, and that's just a genuine question. That's not like yeah. a challenging question. No, I disagree. No, 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 no. Well, I, maybe I'm not understanding the question. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Exactly. You had said that there's not, there's not enough to do in overwatch. Right. But there's not, but there's in not a BR other game, forms of con Sure. I think yeah. that comes down to you don't at least maybe this is just my perception of how br games tend to be played majority of the time you're playing it either with friends in the queue mode or you're playing it by yourself right so if you're, you're duoing you're playing with a friend if you're playing squads you're playing with a group of friends if you're playing it just kind of you know you got a couple hours after work you want to you know kind of chill out 
it's the weekend it's thanksgiving you want to play some games you you cube a couple by yourself and just have some fun again it's all controlled by the individual user whereas overwatch is you can only play this game when you queue into five other random people or you have to you know there's other limitations if you want to play you know ranks you have to be within a certain sr of each other or ladder rating um, there are all these other extraneous factors to kind of limit you from from playing with your friends um and there's really no other content to do by yourself like again you can go and play the custom game browsers but there again you know there's not a ton of experimentation on that there's there's some other there's some cool game modes out there i do have to say you know on a paintball is kind of fun um you know the torblit thing was a cool idea but you know expanding on that would be cool giving people like full modding power would be awesome and just let them run free with it um creating more pve content just something that people can come and do by themselves or they can go play with friends and there's no limitations whatsoever so that the people who do feel the need to just kind of queue into ranked because it's the only kind of semblance of like overwatch that they can play in, in, in the sense okay what do i mean what am i mean what do i mean when i say semblance of overwatch right um something that has some form of structure people that are actually going to try and care even though that you're kind of just having fun with it um you know you're, you're going to find probably your best games in competitive whereas quick play is just kind of uh, a mess at times because people don't don't care um, I, I agree with that but i think you know there's I mean? also you know there's also the aspect of um you know it, it's is that so much because there's an inherent issue with quick play or because that blizzard's unwilling to ad address the issues in that game mode that make that game mode tough like quick play like where else can i go mm -hmm. if i want to play a new hero um, in a True. in a semi competitive environment, and not feel like I'm totally let, letting down my team. Like quick play is that place essentially, sure, isn't it? Sure. Um, even you know there are sometimes in arcade, you know, where you have you know six v six Ash v Ash kind of thing, right? Where they just gotta go sure. go nuts, play this hero all you want. Everybody can do it. Uh, but you know, quick play, you kind of try to do that. And then you have a giant mix of what people are trying to achieve. Some people just don't mm -hmm. go into competitive because. They want to try their hardest. They just don't want to do it in a competitive thing or whatever. Sure. Like, and there's like a, a stigma there. And I don't totally agree with that mindset, but I understand why. And then you have some people who just go in there to goof around and try new heroes and theory craft and, and, and do those things. And then you have other people who go in there to be, you know, little holes, you know? So, uh, <laughs> which it's, and you you get that in in competitive too, right? Yeah. Um, mm. But there there is very much a lack of I would say at least in competitive in quick play I'm like whatever Blizzard has been very much like play on your terms. Mm. But a lot of times your terms kind of contradict the lobby, and in competitive that needs to be able to be addressed. Um, in quick play, I don't know how you really realistically address it, address it without making it a uh, competitive mini, um, mm. where it's like, Hey, it's a competitive game mode, but you're just not getting SR for it. Um, yeah. 
I personally think actually like in terms of what other content there is, I don't think it has much to do actually with uh, long-term enjoyment. The game mode, like for instance, CS literally, uh, yes, of course there are custom maps and there are casual modes and whatever. That's not what kept the core, at least for uh, uh, the core of the game for me, exciting. I think the vast majority of games still are uh, played in ranked mode in CS. I think it's it has something to do with the essence of what Overwatch is. Sure. The, the experience of playing Overwatch, especially at anything but a coordinated level, is absolutely draining. In CS, you have... Like, if you do a good play, you have time to sort of enjoy it, and then you have some time to think about it, and you have time to sit back and sort of relax through the kills when you're dying early and whatever. Overwatch is always exhausting for the average player, I think. And it's also always... There's so much stressful stuff. Like, if I go into myself and look into my rank matches, the best moments in Overwatch do feel slightly better than the worst moments feel bad, but the bad moments are much more frequent. And it's not just bad moments. Those ha- don't happen too often, even though there is, of course, like problematic stuff happening in ranked, especially uh, with in coordination with your teammates or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is, uh, it's, it's like, it is just constantly stressful. I go into, the, into a game and I always fill, and then someone picks a Roadhog, and I'm already confused. I already have no idea what I want to pick here. They're good at hooking. Right. A, none of what I can pick is fun. B, like, now, like, it's like, okay, so I guess we're not playing any metacoms here. We have to sort of make it up on the go. And it's it's very confusing to sort of work around it. Also, I don't have any expectations of them. Also... Over, playing Overwatch with friends is not fun. Not at all. Most of the time, you end up being frustrated by your fan, friends yeah. because they do like two or three things wrong, and it's really not a satisfying experience at, at a um, you know average to slightly below le- average level, or let's say mm. even diamond or masses. The, the the coordination is just not there to feel the enjoyment. I think, and I... the the fact that you can't solo carry other than specific heroes, and even there, very often, you pop off and it actually doesn't develop into anything. Hmm. It's, it's not rewarding in that sense. So... And, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I personally do disagree that it's not fun to play with friends. I, I love playing with a two or three stack of friends. I don't love playing with four or five or six stacks of friends because I always play with, like, against teams that are just better than us. It's like, oh, you guys have been playing together since beta. <laughs> and like we're just trying to you know hang out and have fun right uh but i i do but you can't th- hang out that's the problem i mean i think There's you can no hanging out when you're playing overwatch no I think you, you can't can. you can't bullshit between happenings you can't bullshit in in queue but you can't while the game is going on or i will be annoyed at you for doing so i mean that's why we don't because play together <laughs> like no but the thing is the your for instance in br games right i would much rather play br games with you because you know there, there's downtime because i'm better than you so i carry you <laughs> you know here and there but it's like if if we're in overwatch we have to constantly talk about okay what, what can, can we improve and whatever like 
the entire round, there's there has to be high concentration for 15 to 20 minutes, however long the map goes. And then King of the Hill is a little bit better because you have a couple of downtimes here and there. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's really exhausting most I of mean, the time. I mean, there is like the team fight aspect of it. So I don't know if it, the the pace is that fast as you're saying because, you know, you have a 20 to 30 second team fight and then you have, you know, 30 to 45 seconds worth of resetting. Um, but my I think my major point is besides that is the fact that you're you're a good the good players end up playing the heroes that feel the worst to lose on. The flexors, the people who are like, I'm here to win and I'm here to help my team win, who are playing the game the way Blizzard says says they want to be, they want it to be played, are the ones that ultimately get punished by the system in the sense yeah. that, um, you know, the it's the Reinhardts and the Mercies, right? The people who will hard heal or hard tank and stand there with the shield, even though yeah. they could be doing more. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, those people have the worst experience despite wanting to create the experience that Blizzard kind of pro at least implies, if not full out promises that Overwatch is while you have, uh, other people who, you know, just kind of go to this point of apathy of like F everybody I'm going Genji because I can, I can control my fate on a Genji mm -hmm. or a tracer or somebody who, you know, a, a carry hero, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that that is one of the big reasons why Overwatch is so unsatisfying in at least a solo environment or at least in a competitive environment yep. where you aren't coordinating with the rest of your team. You know, you've got six individual players there. You've got, you know, yep. three people who essentially have to flex and play something that they probably don't necessarily want to play at the time, but they'll yep. do it to help the team win. And you've got, you know, two people who, you know, are generally just like, you know, hey, I just play DPS and whatever. And like, that's that's my role. You've always got one person. It, it always seems there's always one person who's just like. Uh, I know, can do this one thing. F your plans. I'm going to play Widowmaker yeah. because it feels good for me to play Widowmaker because yeah. I get to stand on the back lines, shoot, see my gold medals. And uh yeah. You know, then and then I feel um, justified in my performance. Mm -hmm. And again, there's a lot of things that like I think perpetuate that. There's the lack of an in-game, a a really valuable in-game tool to um, demonstrate to you your contributions to your team. The medal system, I appreciate what they say it's meant to do. Um, and you know the the. The whole idea is that a scoreboard wasn't telling people if they were doing well at their, if they're basically playing well and doing their job or not. Right. Like that, that was just recent. I think it was Jeff Kaplan who said it on the, on the forums is like, they didn't do that. And so they came up with the metal system, which I feel like is just as flawed, if not more. Hmm. Um, especially when yeah. you can only see, you can only see your own stats. And so you have to be like, all right, I have silver damage as Moira yeah, who has gold try to piece things together. Yeah. Like, What's well, gold healing. And then that person and then doesn't answer. And then, yeah, out. it's like, I mean, I've done it before. Or I'd be like, no, I'm gold, man. No, man, I'm gold. What are you talking about? I'm gold. No, it's me. Yeah. No, no, man, it's me. I'm Spartacus. Like, uh, it's, yeah, that's also like the, the thing people blame others for is the last 10 frames they see in the death cam. Yeah. Or they remember because it's too much of a cognitive task to play the game for yourself and then keep track of what the other dude is doing. 
So if you can't blame yourself because you're, you know, a little hurt ego, then it is the last thing you're seeing. So like, like there are games where you're like on Anna have 35% team heal and the Zenyatta on the last death that loses you the game, you'll hit, you miss like one heal dart and he's like, oh, you should have switched off Anna because yep. bad aim. Clutch. And that, that this is, this feel, I'm, I'm not sure if it is, but this feels like 50% of the games. Oh, easily. I don't know how many times you, you know, you make a snap decision in your head, like, oh, uh, I either should have swapped or, oh, I wish we didn't have this. But you know darn well that if they would have hit that headshot or if they would have hit that biotic nade, they would have, you know, landed that rocket punch. You wouldn't have said that. Mm. So but it, it is also... this kind of reductionist kind of yeah. mentality of just being like, oh, well, it was that guy's fault because of, mm. you know, this strange reason. And honestly, the percentage doesn't even matter because if that's what you go away feeling like, that's going to yeah. be with if you're if 80 percent of your games are total crap. But those 20 percent of awesome games are satisfying enough. It doesn't matter if you have 80 percent crappy games. Yeah, I, like I look guess at that's... look at BRs, right? Like mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. BRs are a great example. You can queue up, you lose you know what what's a great win percentage on a br five percent one in five, 20 yeah exactly mm -hmm. right you know and what's a great you know top 10 percent like let's say you know 30 percent or whatever these are kind yeah. of mostly arbitrary numbers but yeah. it doesn't matter because those high finishes those high wins those multi-kill games far yeah. outweigh the three yeah. times the amount of times you you get your gun last and get shot and go straight back to mm -hmm. lobby now, yep. to be fair, you get sent straight back to lobby versus having to stick it out with the rest of your team for 15 minutes. But, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know that the percentage is that important. Uh, you, you also have these games where you have high amounts of kills or, you know, whatever you consider high. More often because you're playing against non-matchmaking players. And, by the way, for instance, Realm Royale was a game that try to do it via matchmaking so if you were a very good player you i think during it for a while um or at maybe the game just died and only the hardcore people kept around but this instantly became less fun so um it, it you're really a lot of the enjoyment is just kids playing fortnite being very bad at it and you can farm them you don't know who you're farming mm -hmm. and these kids also don't care that they have like a KD of 0.3. So like there's a nice, you know, selection of uh, everyone's having fun and that's why it works. And then on top of that, it's also th these development teams, they aren't into perfectionism. They just give you very good products, but very quickly. And I think we're not in the, it's not the time anymore to be very perfectionist about stuff. Stuff is moving too quickly. That's an interesting thought. Do we yeah. want to keep going on this combo, or should we move on? There's, I, I like, I like, I kind of prefaced this earlier. Like, there's just so many different avenues mm -hmm. to explore, and you know, kind of think through with you guys. Um, so I don't know if you want to or not, because yeah, I have other things I'd, I'd like to to talk about it, but I feel like this is a good place to stop if we want to kind of get off this struggle bus. Mm -hmm. Let's no. let's uh, let's. I mean, we've got all the time. We're we're in the doldrums right now as far as competitive <laughs> Overwatch goes. So we we can you know kind of take 
come back to this many a time. We can the, shelf this. Yeah. The, we'll, the latter we'll relevance see. and the latter experience is a conversation that will never go away in Overwatch. Oh, it just won't. Yeah, Even I mean, when it's it feels great, right? Even when they mm-hmm. improve it, it's there's always still a conversation to be had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Joe, let's talk about this a little bit. Jane had uh, a little bit of a experiment going on this past week in the sense that we were uh, ch- testing out some competitive formats uh, with hero bands. Um, yeah, what, so he, what's going on he, with that? He kicked off a, a pretty extensive um, trialing process of a new competitive format that kind of featured uh, one band per team at the... I believe it was at the start of each map. I could be wrong in saying that I didn't tune in for too terribly long. I had heard about it, kind of caught it last second. But for the most part, uh, both teams um, ban a hero, and that hero cannot be played by either team. So it's not just like, I'm going to ban that hero away from you, but we can still play it. It's just a you know a game-wide ban. Um, so two bans, and you play it out. And it's... Um, it's an interesting concept that has been around since uh, at least that I've been in Overwatch and that I've kind of supported. But as I've uh, matured and grown through the game, I don't necessarily think we're there just yet. So, Yiska, what are you uh, what are you feeling like? You think bands are bands are here, or we gotta wait a little bit longer? The problem is with bands. It's like you have 10 million maps that you play in Overwatch League, and mm. someone goes, oh yeah, that strategy, you, you prepared for that one map while well, we're just banning your key hero out of the yeah. blue. And now you're like, okay, so you're telling me I not only need to learn 18 maps, but it's like you also need to have three strategies for every single one of those. Or even more, because what if the first plan fails, right? So... It was already hard to, for Overwatch League teams since Season 1 to have one viable strategy. I remember London running into Blizzard World with one set strategy that was just like brain dead for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, at this point, it's very hard, but it's an interesting point. Yeah. Now, if we had like five to six to eight maps, let's say, I think that would be something that's interesting. I think... That brings up a really good point that I I think just from a design perspective has backed them into a corner where there is just so much preparation to be done um, when it comes to a, a competitive team or, you know, players that are interested in playing at the top level. Um, there's just so many different variables. There's, you know, uh, an increasing amount of heroes added to the game that in a way bands start to start to narrow those variables down but they don't at the top of the player base they actually add more because then you're drafting and creating strategies that can kind of be broken apart in an instant and to fill in those blanks you need heroes that also do those same roles just in a different way Um, you see this a lot in mobas where you can still have a strategy that isn't specifically dictated to heroes more so the idea that we're trying to you know act on you know generally the definition of a strategy um and you can fill in the blanks um where is needed with other heroes that 
um, perform the same task. So if you, you know, if, if uh, for instance, in League of Legends, if I target ban your jungler, right? There are other junglers that can still kind of facilitate what your team's still trying to do. Are we a poke composition? Okay, we can have somebody that has a lot of CC in the jungle with these mm. three picks. If two of those picks get banned, we can pick, you know, option C. Whereas in Overwatch, if I'm trying to play something uh, tanky, for instance, and you ban Lucio, I'm kind of stuck just hoping you don't know how to like encompass me because I'm just going to move slower than you. Um, and that opens up a whole nother discussion of whether or not uh, mobility creep is a thing in Overwatch. But, you know, there are some key heroes to specific strategies that are just Diva. really integral. Diva, you know, there's there's so many of them. Hmm. Um, we're starting to see a little bit of overlap, I will say. I think Winston and Hammond can be interchanged for the most part. Um, one does, you know, one is a little bit more team centric. The other one is a little bit more individual uh, based. But for the most, you can see similarities in how they could be played. So while I think it would be really cool to see, I just don't think we're at a position where we can start banning heroes, um, even at the top level, um, because of just the sheer amount of variables that includes. Um, you would, you know. You would look at this and say, like I said, it should remove variables, but this actually increases it, I think. Mm. And it also, you know, there are examples that you could pull from that make the game very strange to play. Whereas, you know, there there are teams that you could see even in the Overwatch League, if this was to be implemented in, in a show match, for instance, there are teams whose star player plays, um, let's say, a tank. For instance, if you were to ban Fissure's Reinhardt and then we ban Miro's Winston. Okay, so there's no Reinhardt and Winston in these games. What does this game look like? Name me a, a meta game in the history of competitive Overwatch, you know, even reaching back to beta where we haven't seen Reinhardt. Or Explain to me what that game looks like. The Risa Hog. Yeah, but. Uh, it, it's so... very strange. It's different. It's strange mm. and different, but does does that mean bad? Like, if you talk to, I mean, go look at any time Goats is played, or any time Dive was played during the Dive meta. Uh, look at Twitch chat, like just Dive, lol, Goats, lol. Like, I, I I totally agree with you in the sense that you probably don't see as high level of play and coordination, but from a spectator level, um, is there an advantage to seeing? Uh, new variations in compositions um, that do that. And to me, like with hero bands, there's kind of two, two spectrums that I can think of personally mm -hmm. um, in this. So Hearthstone, Blizzard's card game, you have hero bands in most competitive uh, formats, at least when I was covering the scene. Um, and there's only nine heroes. So you could essentially ban a hero and remove an entire class. I can't believe I have a landline in this apartment, by the way. Why do I have a landline yeah. in this apartment? <laughs> Why the it's twenty? It's twenty eighteen. <laughs> do you, do you have are... like a telephone with one of so, those very long cords like our moms <laughs> no, used to have back in the day? It is wireless, so I just Whoa, tape it to the back of my cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> and then boom, landline, boom, cell phone. Um, but but so you have Hearthstone where there's only nine heroes. 
mm-hmm. and you you uh, ban a hero for your opponent. And the idea behind that is a, a to um, remove somebody's ability to play their best deck uh, against you or like their best class. Like there are definitely uh, players who um, excelled at certain classes and it didn't. And those classes at the time could carry um, your entire set that they could just carry through, especially um, if the winning deck stays and you have to eliminate basically the person's decks uh, to win. There's, there's, there's a possibility for that to happen, but there was also uh, disrupting the game plan of making it really difficult for, uh, for people. It, it basically rewarded a little bit more. It, it rewarded less preparation and rewarded more innovation, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Having a plan, putting it together. Um, the other side of it is games I know hardly anything about, but I know that it's a part of the, the process would be like uh, any MOBA right where there's dozens and dozens of heroes and you can do a pick ban type thing um do they even do bans that often anymore or is it mainly just picks like they no, pick you pick they pick they've they pick. been just they've you know within the last couple of years they've actually increased the number of bans in league of legends um dota still bans to my knowledge um so, here's the storm pretty sure there's bans there like for me, when I so when I think about bands, I think about trying to get rid of the uh, predictability of the game, and get rid of because I mean, isn't that ultimately what it is? And isn't the game about picks and counter picks? And when you have, when right now the or not right now, but at least you know three four months ago when the meta was mm-hmm. who plays goats better, is that fun Overwatch? Is that good Overwatch? Even if that's probably the highest skill overwatch that we see. Um, and so like, that's my ultimate question here is, are we looking to see the highest skill overwatch at any given time Mm. individually hero based? Are we looking to see the most interesting games where maybe teams that can, you know, flex a little bit more and teams that can adapt and innovate? Um, you know, Joe, I know you love the innovators in overwatch. I know you love my easily. And um, does a does a ban make more Moss Seven clubs? Oh, and, easily it does. And less Lucky Future Zenith, right? You know, or it's just like, oh, oh we just do this, right? It's it's the ongoing discussion that I feel like uh, Yiska and I have on a I would say monthly basis. Um, it, it it really depends on where Blizzard kind of decides they want to go with this. Is it more? based on entertainment is it you know the pinnacle of skill in this specific game um that's a question they have to ask themselves i would personally like to see hero bands implemented once we get a little bit more depth in the hero pool i think at the moment it just isn't feasible even though yeah i would agree it does make for a more interesting game um just from a viewer's perspective I still think there are a lot more avenues that I that even the top teams are still kind of very hesitant on um, going down. Uh, there's a lot of strategy that can be developed um, when it comes to the Overwatch League. You know, there are some teams that aren't 
aren't looking to win, I would say, you know, they're, they're they've defined winning as other means of success, right? The, def the definition for success them is not tied to a trophy, right? They're looking to place well, they're not like trying to throw games, but they're not hell bent on just winning the league. They're they're looking at it really to be showmen, to be entertaining, to, you know, put on a good performance but to also shake things up, talk a little smack, stream a little bit, go to events, you know, mingle with fans, be and build these brands that are just new to the esports space, which I think is important as well. Um, so I think those teams could really start to to push innovation and and try some fun things and really, uh, you know, big that up. Um, but I don't know that hero bands at the moment are necessarily uh the best course of action hmm. the one thing that it would probably do is that individual uh performance would count for more because now the player itself or himself has to um you know make up on the fly and their mechanics sort of thrive against you know like practiced one, two, three combina combinations or whatever that we see in GOATs, right? So mm. in that regard, it could be satisfying. It's also, not to dive into the, the last topic too much again, but it's like, maybe that is interesting because the era we are living in, as I perceive it anyway, is like everyone has a brand. You have a brand on Instagram, you have a brand on Snapchat, TikTok, you know, the, you or Twitter, and when you tweet, you're like, you know, is that on brand? Is that on brand? Is that, or, you know, should I not tweet this, right? So, like, everyone s wants to sell themselves, and also everyone wants to consume these individual brands. And now here we have a game, which is all like, okay, so we have teams that we're selling over, you know, we're, we're definitely more focused on teams than Overwatch, or mm -hmm. the big orcs, than on the individual players. And the game itself is more about team, team play. So, yeah, I wonder um, if like a change like this, which would be very easy to implement, but very radical in what it could do to individual skill for especially the DPS players who would then thrive in chaos, um, is maybe an interesting thing to entertain. But then again, chaos in Overwatch is also very stressful. Right, so maybe every every uh, competitive game would then feel like every single solo queue game where you yeah. don't have you know rigid notions of okay, what what do I do? Like okay, so do I always sit here on this angle and this is a good idea, or do I move somewhere else? Or what's my win condition in this? Like that's basically make up on the fly and click heads forehead, right? So, but I mean, pro players, I don't think. I mean, I think for like competitive play sure but like pro players on the fly like i don't know if that's necessarily an issue like you you probably i mean realistically how and and again this is going off of my knowledge in in hearthstone which you know mm -hmm. admittedly could be very different we haven't seen enough of a um of like a representative sample of pick ban formats in competitive overwatch to see if like there's a clear choice and clear meta but i would i would pertain that probably the same four or five heroes get banned pretty consistently outside of this the strain like let's throw a wrench in things 
type mm. thing. But I would say 85, 90% of the time, you see the f- same four or five heroes get banned. Um, I don't think that that's unrealistic to prepare for when you have six players on your team. Um, unless, like, all four of them are tanks. <laughs> like, uh, but, you know, I think... I just don't know. I, I don't know how much of that is adaptability and how much of that is, okay, we, That's a good point, yeah. we have, we have a few, you know, you, you shouldn't need more than a plan C when only two mm. heroes are getting banned. If there's any sort of meta shaping up, uh, and realistically yeah. there's going to be, those bands are all about disrupting what the other team does well or what mm. meta you're weak against, um, or what meta you think you can exploit. If you don't get, you know, uh, Fissure on his best tanks, you feel like you can exploit that. You know, taking Fissure out of his, you know, A-list a uh, heroes and putting on something that he's a little bit more comfortable, uncomfortable with, you think that that gives you an advantage. Now, at the same time, <laughs> the you know, they get to go back and do the same thing to you um, and to themselves with at least this format. Mm-hmm. I, I just like, I personally, I think, number one, it's going to be meted out. Um, pretty quickly that we, we only see what probably 50% of overwatch heroes played regularly on competitive, at least regularly mm-hmm. enough to show up in the first little bit of Winston's lab before you have to press show more <laughs> like, uh, so from like that perspective, is yeah. it really about adaptation or is it more about, um, picking your opponents, picking your players and, and making a more interesting game? Um, I need to go back and watch um, the thing about the, the Jane tournament is I didn't know enough about the, the teams and what they're known for that. It felt a little bit just kind of like they're, they're, yeah. they're basically trying to stymie a composition rather than yeah. trying to stymie a team. And mm. I think that, that, um, I think stymieing a composition is less fun to think about, but at the same time bands too. One of the reasons why I could never get into MOBAs when I try to get into MOBA esports uh, with League of Legends or Dota or whatever is I, I didn't understand the pick band pay band phase. Like um whenever I you know would look at Twitter and be like, I can't believe that they banned blah blah blah. Made no sense mm. to me. Like, oh that's so huge. That's gonna be so difficult for them to overcome or like why would they do that? That's such a dumb mm. ban or whatever. And like that's mm. always I don't. I definitely don't think that that's a friendly to a casual spectator either. Um, mm. I think the gameplay is, um, in the sense of like, wow, that was fun, that was cool, versus why are they both playing the same thing against each other? But even yeah. then, the question is, how much is it meted out? I know? will say that it does make it does make for a harder experience for the viewer, but a not a deeper one because we, we already have a pretty deep competitive experience. Mm. Um, but it adds another talking point that people can latch onto. So like you said, um, you know, I didn't really understand it, but at least it stuck out to you in a sense that it was memorable. Right. Whereas we, we go into a game we have like, you know, 30 seconds to sit and, you know, spawn and do nothing. And then we roll out and, you know, take the first fight. Um, I, I will say that some of the most interesting and most talked about discussion when it comes to MOBAs is the, uh, the pick ban phase. And it, it, it is really difficult to kind of grasp. Um, but it is probably the most entertaining outside of like just big team fights 
it's sure. just like oh is this guy gonna totally pick his signature that. hero are they gonna ban it mm. you know all of these different things and it doesn't have to be this really nuanced approach it's just like okay i know fisher gets to i know fisher's really good at winston mm. do they ban winston if they don't cool i get to see fisher on winston that's really exciting for me as a soul dynasty fan as a as a uh you know a widowmaker fan for florida and and you know oh side player gets to play widowmaker oh that's so cool you know yeah. that kind of stuff really resonates with people um and i i agree with you in the sense that it, it makes the game infinitely more hard to to spectate and watch but in a in a way i think it is a little bit more exciting it's it's di- more difficult to explain but it I can agree. lend itself to be more i 100 exciting. i 100 agree i personally as somebody who watches a lot of competitive overwatch and has been talking mm-hmm. about it now for about two years like i i totally like yeah please give me that i'm, I'm sick yeah. of talking about the same thing it's you know joe you mentioned it earlier it's very formulaic right it's very like there is this formula to competitive overwatch right now that um, the, the more, you know, the less satisfying it is to watch these matches play out, uh, breaking I've, that formula. Okay. Did I, did yeah. I misrepresent mm. that? No, no, I don't think you misrepresent it, but I just think there's a lot of different, um, branches to go from that and, and how, how to remedy that situation. Because I think that again, ties way back to our first point on why the game is becoming stale for a lot of people. Um, and, and I'll preface this with, I think games just in general tend to get stale for people, but it, it overwatch and, and, you know, a few games that have kind of recently popped up in general tend to get more stale when you don't feel satisfied when that happens. And it, it kind of comes back to me specifically for overwatch with all of these abilities that, you know, ultimate abilities, they, they don't tend to feel super impactful anymore. The game has um, grown enough that even the most impactful ultimates, you know, or you, you get a cool earth shatter. Great. That's really exciting for the viewer. It's really exciting for you. You feel good. You feel satisfaction from that. You get a five man graviton search. Awesome. That feels good for me. The team follows up. We get the team wipe. Um, but there are so many more, there, there's so much more information to combat that now people have played the game long enough you can start to kind of sniff these things out there's pattern recognition that people are starting to kind of develop subconsciously things that were super impactful aren't becoming impactful and there's no kind of change to combat that um whether it's uh addition of more more abilities but i don't think that's necessarily needed it, you know there's there's enough clutter in overwatch as it is um but it I think that specific path that we were heading down, it again kind of ties back into some of the other discussion. And no, I don't think it was misrepresented at all. I, I would agree that it it is a little bit formulaic at the at the moment. Um, at the most optimal level, I still think that this is um, unreasonable, but it does kind of feel very rock paper scissory and that's always kind of kind of happen with a game that's just allows you to swap heroes on the fly um that's just intrinsic to overwatch i think it's going to exist for a really long time where it's um you know the defense has this they don't have respawn advantage so the offense is always going to have the priority or at least should right 
with the increasing, you know, hero pool, map pool, yada, yada, yada. Um, the attack should, you know, be able to. But again, we're getting into semantics. I, I think also what we could do, because the bands are such an easy lever to pull, right? Mm. Doesn't require any coding or whatsoever. We can still get very creative with it, right? Sure. It's not just like, okay, so band... Uh, band rotation or whatever how you want to do it but you could do something like anti-bands like first everyone gets an anti-band so you can't ban that it's basically what it says like a veto okay yeah, yeah. or stuff mm. like this just get very Vito's creative great. i love just, the idea of a veto it's like go go into the the those types of avenues where you just you know source all the possibilities with bands because it's so easy it's literally already in the game you can ban heroes on specific uh, in the server browser itself right so yeah. with that it, it allows also the community to mess around with it a bunch and that's probably the best thing um or the easiest thing for us to currently you know impact the game in some sense and then maybe we will see some some tournaments in that regard in the off season because there's still two more months to go nope or yeah. is it not two? profitable enough well sure that's a whole well, that's a whole other cop topic for a whole other day. Yeah. But no, I, I, we, I don't think we won't. Back. I don't think we will. I don't think we no, will see tournaments unless it's unless it's just completely like community for fun. Type community stuff. for fun, or if a big streamer like Jane or Siegel, aka wants the two major play. ones left, and wants to do it on their channel, yeah. <laughs> like there's just you know like unfortunately that's a whole other thing is, um. Uh, especially Overwatch esports, but I'm even finding this out as I'm learning more about the Fortnite and uh, Call of Duty esports space. Is that uh, advertising on uh, tournaments and sponsoring tournaments is not as nearly as uh, profitable hmm. as the um, the the wide array of like the esports market is going to be two billion by twenty twenty type of headlines that you see all the time. Um, you know, it's like yeah, because a lot of people are buying esports hardware. They're not buying, they're not buying what people are selling on esports broadcasts. And mm. man, that's that's a that's going to be a great conversation someday, but not today. We're not going down that rabbit hole today. Yep. Uh, but but I do to to that point is I worry that we don't let there isn't enough um there isn't enough money in Overwatch esports where even Overwatch League teams you know NYXL is trying to um you know d uh, flip the script a little bit and they're not just doing like regular community tournaments or whatever they're doing three v threes four v fours they're doing. Um, all these different things. They signed a huge deal, I believe, with, with HB by or Omen by HP a while ago, and um, yeah, I they I think that it, there's a reason why we see few and few frequent. You know, these Overwatch League teams have what five events a year um, that, they, that they can put yeah, on. Yeah, they've got like kind of coupons. They should be able to put on events. Um, but again, like you said, it's, it's difficult they're, to, and they're not going to, that. which is because people aren't buying. Yeah. Hmm. And if I, people again, were buying or if it was profitable, back. you would use all that and you'd be fighting blizzard for easily. More. 
easily um there are there are you know hurdles that these teams have to jump over that probably shouldn't be there um but again i still think it comes back to the the foundation that things are not going well and uh something like fundamental has to change um to get people more interested Mm -hmm. in the game again Mm-hmm. So that we can have these things so that the top percent can start to make money on it so that, you know, fans can come back to the game and enjoy it so that streamers can come back to the game and enjoy it to, you know, help show fans why, you know, or or maybe even new fans, you know, um, how many times have you watched somebody stream and go, ah, oh, you know, I haven't played that game in a while. I'm going to go start. It's it's a, it's it all kind of snowballs in yeah. from the yeah. baseline of Overwatch is just kind of been a, in a poor state. And it's 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 frustrating as, you know, a member of the community when there's no it feels like there's no one to talk to or there's no there's no avenues to reach out to the developer and say, hey. I mean, I've got emails I can give you right now, (laughs) but yeah, again, it's it's emails. Do you feel that? I do do feel like I do. Because I, I can, I, I can, like the... I can reach out to someone and say, "Hey, I don't like this balance change." I can't reach out to someone and say, "Hey, there's something wrong with your game." Hmm. Not, not like, "Oh, bug fixes." Oh, this, that, the other thing. There's just something wrong here, and there's no discussion being had. Hmm. And I don't know that they really get how, or they don't really understand how the community feels they they see the reddit they see the 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 articles being written about this and that and all this other stuff but they don't really under they don't have any kind of i i don't know that they do i have no idea maybe they do maybe i'm just ignorant to it maybe i'm just not cool enough to get those emails i have no idea. but hmm. i don't know i don't feel that area i have to say i don't know like, in that regard like it's not because i'm talking to anyone because I, no absolutely not it's just <laughs> I think that this emotion that is current, currently, or how, how the cool kids say nowadays, this energy has very much reach. Um, <laughs> that's not a... How woke of you. That's not a... That's not what they're saying. <laughs> I don't even what? know. <laughs> the kids the are energy. saying energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll go with that. Maybe. It's a very hip thing to say. Just keep maybe just it's keep just going. a podcast. I'm keep watching. <laughs> thanks, thanks for keeping us up to date on the hip lingo. Yes, yeah, guy. yeah. Lots of energy coming from <laughs> that statement. All right, sorry. <laughs> oh man, we were Joe. We were kind of mean to Joe, uh, Yiska there. I think we were. That was mean energy. Mean energy. Mean energy. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, at least have to add like it's a bra. At the end of that or something. Brown energy. I'm getting this this energy. Oh, it's very strange. Yep. It's, it's, I'm feeling red. Your aura. Mm. It's true. Yep. It's like an, ML, feel, it's like an MLM pitch all over again. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Are we gonna we don't really have a whole lot of time here. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very diverse topic that it's has very many nuanced many doors. Mm. Mm. Yes. It's very nuanced. It's it's not difficult. And I, I wish I could I mean, you can't count probably the number of videos on solutions to oh, the, yeah. the ranked problem or the competitive problem. And we're just adding to that in a lot of ways. And so well, um, 
I, I yeah, think... we, we're just spitballing solutions. We're not demanding them, you know, which you oh, absolutely yeah. can't. You absolutely can't. You don't have the, the insights into the no. entire machinery. I already made like a piece of content on this very specific topic that the best feedback is what we're, what we're doing, which is, okay, what's, what's, the, what's the experience we're having? What are the emotions, right? That's, that's uh, the atmosphere of playing Overwatch. Probably if, my favorite kid... video of yours, by the way, Joe. Or Yiska. Oh, yeah. Probably Thanks. my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in that regard, if if we can nail that down, I think we, everyone who does that on inofficial forums does it constructively, does a great service to Overwatch. Yeah, it, I th I I would agree that that probably helps the you know it's not necessarily just Blizzard, it's just you know how you get feedback in general. It's it's not providing solutions. It's just how did this experience make you feel. Uh, mm. Was it entertaining? Did it feel? Did you did you feel satisfied afterwards? And if if not, if so, um, providing examples on why you feel that way. So substantiating your argument. Um, can I that, can I twist that, this in a little bit different way? Yeah, because we're probably not going to talk about this other topic now. But, <laughs> probably not. Uh, Let's let's put the put it actually positively. What is actually like the positive stuff when you play? Where you, what is what makes you go like, oh, that's nice, or like, oh, that was satisfying. You know these moments and winning, like winning, winning. I, I even have to say that's not true. Yeah, that, that that doesn't always. I've never had a specific. bad. I've ne okay. I will say this. I, most of the time, whether it's. A, a good win or a bad win, I walk mm -hmm. away feeling better. Oh, for sure. But I also yeah, yeah, hate yeah. losing. You guys have played games with yeah. me before. Mm -hmm. Holy, mm. holy sh! Do I hate losing? It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, it's like sometimes. Okay, one thing that will never feel satisfying to me is like when someone on the opposing team disconnects. This disconnect yeah. has now ruined also my, my game, their game. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't feel nice about this at all, even though it evens out when someone in my game is leaving, right? So, yes, there is some, um, you know, some balancing out there, but it's, okay, so some of the experiences that is very or very satisfying is, like, uh, interrupting ultimates. Kills. Okay, sure, that too. Interrupting ultimates, and specifically... The idea of, okay, it's coming, I'm reading it. Not the random, you know, I'm, I'm already, like, left-clicking mm -hmm. on Brigitte and, like, I would have stunned you anyway. You're just, it was just a bad luck for you that you're going for a Shredder at that yeah. point. But, like, smelling it, right? Like, seeing that happen and then countering that specific thing. That is very satisfying. Or, like, when someone has, like, 5 HP and you're playing Lucio... And you're booping him off, and it it gets him around the corner, out of out of the line of sight of your healer. That's very satisfying to me. Clutch um, Zarya bubbles. Yes, that's Zarya. Like I love it. Like oh my god, Zarya, I love you. Yeah, I think environmental kills. Like that's that's been something that you see a lot of. Just when you look at the, even the main subreddit, for instance, you know, like how many really cool Lucio boops did we see really early on? Um, I think I 
I may be accrediting this to the wrong person, but I want to say one of the most like or one of the first clips that I saw that was like really, really cool was like cruise on Lucio on gardens skating around the outside and booping people off of bridge. And he got like a 5k from it. And you see that replicated even in the game today where you queue up in a game and you've got Lucio's just kind of skating around looking for boops. Like they're really not playing with the team the way that they should, but they're just looking for something that's really fun to do. Like I there's there's enjoyment in in this kind of instant kill gratification. That's just like, haha, I abused your poor positioning and now I've I've been rewarded for it. Um, stuff like mm. that. You yeah, see it yeah. with, with with Hammond now, you know, people are trying to like just boop you off. They're really not trying to play the game. They're just trying to have fun. Yeah, I know I might be in the, um, sorry. I, I know I might be in the minority, but I love it when like the team recognizes my comp- contributions. Oh, yeah. like like what feel like for me, one of the favorite things is when just somebody on team comms is like, dude, that was sick. Hey, like, nice that was bubble, perfect. Nice. Charge. Great. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, always feels great, which uh, which is why I love the encouragement of using voice comms and using because mm-hmm. I have recently when I stream, like I I will just uh, I'll just stay in game chat because you know I'm, you know I've gone a long way from you know my two seasons in masters down to like mid plat. <laughs> it, it's been a long ride, mm-hmm. and now it's just kind of like just gonna do my own thing, try to get my muscle memory back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you go from there and I just, I just, I would rather just focus on doing me because I can pay more attention. Like there's no level of communication or call outs that's happening in platinum that like mm. is, is going to drastically uh, affect the outcome, which again, probably another problem. And again, probably another mm. problem on multiple levels, but, um, you know, for me, I love I love like that validation. Like, I think that that's just, I mean, you know, Yiska, you're the psychologist here in the sense of like that, that positive validation probably goes way deeper than just overwatch. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, okay. So this, this goes a little bit back, right? Let's try to leave the neo Nazis out of this one, by the way. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I remember back in, world of warcraft and i was writing during the time and specifically i think battlefield bad company came out and one thing that game did very well is give immediate feedback about things that are good so like you get you get a res and you give like get like 100 points 100 points these points also stack up on the scoreboard and it's sort of towards your uh your goal or like uh, sounds would be very satisfying in how things happen, right? In Overwatch, if you think about how your contribution is measured, like if you get the the most satisfying stuff happens in the kill feed most of the mm-hmm. time. Oh, right? easily, yeah. Or around your crosshair. But what if, for instance, especially for healers, yes, this you know ticking up of like plus three, plus three, healing, healing, healing. What if that was somehow more satisfying? You know, yeah, that something, turns into something more sets- like the ultimate charge where you're, you're yeah. seeing more um, a more accurate representation of what you're doing and how it impacts yeah. your ultimate charge. I don't know yeah. how you do that, but that would be kind of where I'm I'm picturing. Also, yeah, it's, it's also, you know, this these points then go into the on fire mechanic. Right. Mm. And being on fire as the only one on the team, for instance, does feel nice to me. Oh, as well. yeah. Yeah. On fire is great. Love that. So if the transition from these points into this bar 
was somehow felt more immediate, I think I could like that as well. I'm not sure how you do that, but if something like this happened, then I think individually you could feel better. I, I think there might be something with on-fire mechanics that could help in that regard. Yeah. I, I, I would, you could reward it. You could, you know, make it more appealing. I mean, just the transparency of it, too. Honestly, what mm. what does it mean to be on fire? Like we we mm. know roughly, it's like how you're performing. Yeah, how the game kind of judges your how performance. you're performing in your role compared to the rest of your team. Yeah, compared to the rest of like the a, a giant sample of games um, mm. that they're being judged against or something like that, and so. Or, or that or doesn't make like sense. This. Like if you have the on on fire bar, like maybe the on fire bar does something that rewards you in some sense. So the longer you're mm. on fire, this goes towards a counter that unlocks something. Yeah, exactly. Get some more loot boxes, or you get some gold, or yeah, you get a skin at the end of the season. I, I mean, know, I think like, that that's knows? what they're trying to kind of do with um, uh, endorsements, right? Like that's yeah. the first step to that. I mean, what if they're, you know, to, to build off the endorsement thing, what if, you know, when you go to your, your death cam, right, and you quickly space out of the death cam because you know how you died. The guy got lucky. He's probably mm. using a bot or something like that. <laughs> Cheaters. Uh, so you're watching your teammate, you know, doing healing or whatever. Like you have like a thumbs up button that you can hit or whatever and be like, yeah, nice sure. good job or whatever. Like maybe mm. there's just maybe there's some sort of social validation that you can do there. Mm, um as well now i don't think that that should like feed into your ultimate or on fire uh for obvious reasons um even though that would be a really interesting social experiment to be like um what does it mean to reward positive (laughs) positive reinforcement as Mm. a means to building someone else's ultimate on your team to helping win (laughs) right like Mm. that could be really interesting but i don't think i want it um but like, I think that there's a lot of ways that you can like, uh, y- you know, do that. But I also think that there's just a level of transparency. It's like Overwatch wants to, the, the Overwatch development team wants to be transparent, but also doesn't want you to w- be worried about a scoreboard. <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. want you to worry about, um, mm. how many kills your, your buddy has, uh, that's not in your group. Your Overwatch mm. doesn't want you. And so like, it's it's almost like they're conflicting in the sense that yeah. you know there's there's so much you know it's all about like good vibes, bruh. Yeah, that's Which, but oh yeah. But it actually doesn't that, feed good exactly. vibes, bruh. Like it just honestly makes people more toxic. <laughs> it just doesn't. I've never given out an endorsement for the 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 crappy 250 XP. Uh, no, unless I no, feel I like unless I felt like the the people have deserved it, but I get like the yes. shot caller. Exactly. And I'm like, they I didn't even have it. my microphone because... on, bro. No. Like, geez. Yeah, you want to trade endorsements. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Basically. Like, it's, yeah. you're just abusing the system at that point where, it, you know, yeah, you can't have a foolproof system. There's always going to be ways to, to game it. But, yeah, like, I'm in the same boat. Like, I try to keep things, you know, the way that they were intended. And, you know, I don't care about my border or loot boxes. Like, those things don't interest me particularly. Mm. I can understand why it would interest other people. And they're just like, oh, I can get, like, an extra loot box. A loot box a month on average, if I just endorse everybody for everything. And I don't care unless there's an event going on, by the way. Exactly. 
but by the way that that's also one thing that makes me feel good in a bad situation is like if you die but it tells me you you died for the first time after killing 25 people yes and that's something that heroes does really well where at like the yeah. end of the game they'll compa- they'll show they'll be transparent like what what John's saying and say hey you may have lost but here's this card that says you played at the like mm. nth percentile or your yeah. statistic here was at x percentile i do like that i think um, that's super interesting on mm. the flip side of something that feels good that doesn't feel good to other people the metal system so yeah um, yeah which is really interesting right because personally i love being gold damage mm. especially azaria i love being gold damage and I'm getting really yeah. good at being gold damage, but it doesn't mean I'm getting really good at being Zarya. Mm. And I, I think yeah, that, that's the problem. Yeah. And, and then, you know, like if I'm really crabby, I'm just kidding. This isn't me, but you know, hypothetically, if I'm really crabby, I'm like, you know, Hey, which one of you, uh, your, you DPS over there, uh, has silver damage right now. I'm Zarya. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, like it, it immediately that something that sometimes. feels really good and validating. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually oh, yeah. detracts from the rest of the the team yes. morale and the team uh, cohesion and honestly mm-hmm. can even detract from what's important about knowing how well you're doing on Zarya. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's more important about Zarya? I mean, honestly, I would love to see, you know, on average, you get 30, uh, 30 energy charge per bubble. That's, mm-hmm. that's a stat I want to care about. How yeah. much, when I send that bubble out, how much, How much damage of it gets absorbed, right? Because yeah. it's not just about putting it on cooldown or like, you know, your bubble blocked two ultimates or whatever. Like there's so many things. Yeah, your uh, graviton surge on average, you average like three and a half people per grav or whatever. Mm. Um, I think there yeah. might be something in the game for that. But I mean, just cards are nice. All, well, you also, have right? the cards and then you have the screen that nobody ever pays attention to because it's just kind of boring to look at your career overview on a specific hero where it'll tell you like, Hey, you actually improved over your app. I think that would mm. be an area of development that they could really focus on and make that more, uh, appealing to look at or, or add more statistics there to say, Oh, you know what? Yeah, I did have a good game here, here and here. Um, but you know, I, I, I think statistics do need to be implemented and, and really, um, push forward in that sense but make that that career screen more interesting to look at you know really show people really start to like push that in people's face and don't let them skip it that's the biggest thing if you're going to let people skip things they're just going to skip it but make it interesting to look at make the statistics interesting to kind of deviate information from and say "Hmm, yeah you know what i did actually get a lot of energy from my bubbles i actually did block a few ultimates Mm. my my reflect actually did you know, do really well, or, you know, I, I was really accurate here, here, like there's so much interesting things you could do with that. I think that would give a lot more people validation saying, yeah, I might've lost that game, but I play it on average better. Or I, I, you know, statistically I play better. So let me put this into an analogy, right? Overwatch currently feels like you're jumping into an endless hole. Right. Yeah. And you're you're constantly falling. There's confusion, what's happening up and down and everything. But there are just elements. like this podcast, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> so <there's>... There are <laughs> small elements to hold on to, like small rocks. Like, oh, yeah, nice. 
that positive feedback. The, the things we just mentioned. It's like, oh yeah, I have a friend while falling now, right? This rock here. And like, give me more. Make it like a bigger ball I can sit on. And I might just call that my planet. That's fine. It doesn't need to be very accurate and like absolutely have 100% t- telling power. Muddy studs still have utility or mm. muddy feedback. It doesn't have to be numbers. It has to be something though. Mm. So I think there, that Overwatch can definitely improve. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's an awesome point. That's an awesome point that we're going to end on. I know that we are... Uh, we're over time a little bit. And I know that this isn't normally what we discuss on this show. This is a competitive Overwatch podcast, but you know, yeah. right now things are slow. If we uh, discuss uh, Hangzhou and Vancouver this week or next week, it, it, it's not a big deal. But um, this was a pressing topic, and I think that the points made were really good, which is why we discussed it. Um, yeah. So thank you guys for hanging out for episode number eight of uh i almost said overwatch league daily tactical crouch i really appreciate it uh make sure to follow the guys joe at volumel on twitter and uh search for volumel on youtube he's got awesome uh awesome christmas tree themed um <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me dude graphic designer yeah, graphic by the way. Design. yeah i mean <laughs> you know i i love it i actually do love it volumel's viewpoint is probably one of the best um out there also yiska i mean you're doing all your stuff yiska out y-i-s-k-a-o-u-t that's really hard to spell um like because all the all, everything yeah sasha yeah. out would be better by the way, last time I felt, felt bad that you shouted us out and Ooh, we didn't shout you out. So kick tripod on Twitter. And of course, is it Overwatch League Daily? Is that what the YouTube channel is called? Just kick tripod. Oh, kick tripod. Tr- yeah, I type this in YouTube every single time. I don't know why I don't know this. Um, and of course, like I, I looked at the container stuff. Did you produce that once again for uh, Lemon Kiwi? Sorry, what? Did you produce the interview uh, with Lemon Kiwi with Ye? So I I do for, I mean, honestly, so Lemon does most of the work. I don't want to take anything away from what she does. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was just more about helping her get started using my channel um, as like a means to kind of reach an audience that's already really engaged in the tier one scene um, to do that. She came to me and she's like, hey, I really want to do something about the tier two scene. And I'm like, you know what, mm-hmm. I just do it on my channel. Um, mm. do your own thing for tier two and I'll do, you know, Overwatch League daily for tier one and it'd be, it'd be an amazing partnership. Yeah. Um, but she, she's gotten some amazing interviews. If you want one-on-one interviews yeah. and like a really kind of short 15 to 30 minute, mm. um, format, like they're, they're really quite good and they're with really great people in the tier two scene. If you're passionate about that tier two scene, they're with really great people. Um, who who know way, and understand the, it? The thing you do on the side, I assume that's your work, like with the topics, right? That you put them in. This actually is a super nice like thing that structures because everyone is like timestamps. I'm in school. Like my my mom's in the room. Like yeah. I, I can't watch right now. And with these timestamps or s- sort of like these things that string the viewer along, I think that's a dope idea. No, I don't, and I'm against it actually. So. Really? Oh, yeah, no. sorry. <laughs> I'm like, no, watch the whole thing, you little <laughs> bitch. Uh, 
Yeah. No, you're, but you're all right. Like, I think there's some great things. Now that I mean, she's this is a good a compromise between timestamps and, you know, you just know what, what's happening. Right. Yeah. So I do, I do the topics for all of our mm -hmm. shows. Yeah. So here's what we talked about, and here's the order that we talked to them about. I don't do timestamps, mainly yeah, because no, I'm lazy. Fine. If somebody... If somebody in like Twitch chat wants to like timestamp things as we transition, dude, I'll add them. I will add them. <laughs> but that yeah. also kind of depends on us starting on time, doesn't it? Mm. Which never happens. Until next, <laughs> until next week. Until next week. All right. Thank you guys so much for hanging out for episode number eight of Tactical Crouch. We'll be back next week. We're going to have a special guest. I'm just kidding. We might not be. But, um,. I'm saying that right now so that we have a guest for next week because I want oh, to have a guest for next pressure. week. So uh, why don't you guys figure that out? Yeah. We will. All right. Sure. Sounds good. Thanks for hanging out, guys. I will see you. We will see you next week for episode nine. Dang it. It died again. I, I clearly made this way too short of an end sounder. So. All right. We're doing it now. We're out of here. See you guys next week. <laughs>